This is the Create Yourself Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Create Yourself Podcast. Today, my guest was Chastity Snowden. Chastity Snowden is a business and nutrition coach, um, past games athlete, uh, bodybuilder, you name it. Chastity has done a million different things. She's had a million different jobs, uh, and we dive into a whole bunch of different things today. Uh, a few of them, namely being eating disorders, overtraining, adrenal fatigue, uh, coming back from all that, bodybuilding shows, um, right into nutrition and fitness. We jump into a lot of this stuff today. Um, I enjoyed our entire conversation, and I know you will too. Uh, Chastity is so authentic. She shares all kinds of great stuff with people. Um, and, and, and man, she uh, uh, doesn't hide and doesn't hold anything back in this podcast either. Do me a favor though, before we get started, go ahead and take a screenshot of this and share it on your Instagram story. Uh, and I want you to do that for two reasons. Number one, the bigger this podcast gets, the more amazing guests that I can have on um, to, to interview and to uh, provide value to you. Um, but more importantly than that, I want to know who we're reaching. I want to know um, who is gaining value from uh, the information that I put out. Um, it, it means a lot to me that I'm creating an impact with people. So I like to know who I'm reaching out to. Um, now, enough of me talking. Without any further ado, we're going to go ahead and get Chastity on here. All right, so uh, Chastity Snowden, thanks so much for coming on the Create Yourself podcast today. Um, uh, as we were talking a little bit before, uh, I've been following you for quite some time now. I, I love your story. You, you speak on things that a lot of people typically don't. It's like the elephant in the room that nobody likes to talk about. Um, but you openly share it. And, it, and uh, for a while now, it's really drawn me to you and your story online. And um, I'm followed pretty closely. And I'm really excited for my listeners to hear about that today, too. Um, so tell us about yourself. Who, are, who is Chastity Snowden? Um, let's see. Well, I am a coach primarily in all aspects of the word. I, um, I've had a million different coaches. So I think that's what has shaped my brain into being a coach. I'm constantly getting to some place and helping people get to some place, figure out where they are and figure out where they want to go and just help them get there. No matter what realm of life it is, whether it's mm. business, food, relationships, spiritual, like it's all about getting that from A to B. And that's pretty much who I am. I'm a Christian and I uh, am the creator of what I call now authentic coaching. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Um, the, 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 uh, the labels are always cool to hear what people say about themselves because um, obviously that's who you are to the outside world. But um, I, I find your, your story to be much more deep than just a nutrition coach or business coach on the surface. Um, so uh, tell me a little bit about like, how did you get into nutrition coaching um, and business coaching along the way? I actually started, well, I have a bachelor's in exercise and health science. And then I went into massage therapy school. Um, from there, I got obsessed with fitness and getting healthier because I was really sick and overweight. Um, and so I grabbed coaches along the way, a bodybuilding coach, and then I ended up hating that and then went into CrossFit um, and then got a CrossFit coach and then started working with Jason. And then I've always been obsessed with like nutrition because of my eating disorder and background, but, and my background in fitness um, and exercise science. But once I started with working with Jason, he noticed that I kept asking questions. It wasn't just, Hey, here's your macros. It was, well, why did you change that? Well, what's going on? Well, and I was scared of certain things and he'd work on my mindset and I'd wonder why we did everything. So eventually he realized that I was all over the place and had a million different jobs. And he was like, well, why don't you come work for me? This seems to be something you're passionate about. I could teach you. And then from there you could go and do what I do. And it just made total sense. And from nutrition coaching, that's what I started in with Jason Phillips. And then from the fact that I have done every job known to man and I was already getting my own clients and everybody else was asking IN3 for clients. And I just said, you know, Hey guys, I've, I've got plenty. I'm bringing them in myself. Once we created the mastermind, I was the perfect person for Jason to ask to help him build that and do the business coaching side. Cause I was already doing it on my own. Right. Right. Um, it seems like that's like the new pattern is that people start with like fitness, they go into coaching fitness or nutrition, and then eventually into the business side of things. Um, so something that I love that you always talk about 
is like, it, like you use, like you mentioned, like you've had a million jobs, you've done a little bit of this, a little bit of that, bodybuilding, et cetera, eating disorders. Like, um, I love that you use your story to help empower your, your clients or whoever you talk to. Um, so let's unpack that a little bit. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about like your, your journey into fitness. You mentioned like your eating disorder. And, and if I understand correctly, you're still battling and working through some of that stuff now. Let's unpack that a little bit. And let's, uh, let's go back to the beginning when like all that stuff starts. Give us a little background on that. I think my eating disorder started when I was a gymnast and I quit and retired at 12. So <laughs> Retirement. I know. I, I, st um, I was raised, my dad's a professional fighter. And mm -hmm. so he was a boxer and my mom owned a gym. And so they were always perfect. They looked perfect and they were always getting on the scale. I never knew another man at his age that had fat pants and then skinny pants. And so there was always something there where um, I was obsessed with like food and the way that I looked. Yeah. And then from there, I went to an all-girls private school where basically we were all crazy and trying to look good. And it was just like, always talked about eating disorders. Eating disorders were the norm. Like, it wasn't cool to sit at the lunch table and eat food. Like, it was cool to act like you only ate crackers and then go work out at lunch. So that helped in my formative years. And then from there, I went to college and I gained weight and um, had Crohn's disease. And so the gaining of the weight, the depression with a lot of different things that were going on inside my family really made me be able to, the only way I knew to deal with things was food. So I would eat a whole bunch of food and throw up all the time. And nobody knew about it. Nobody knew about it probably until like maybe a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And like I started that when I was... 16 and wow. so and nobody talks about that it's really cool to talk about being anorexic and I always felt bad because I didn't have the cool eating disorder and I never thought that I was good enough even inside of being eating disordered I sucked because I was bulimic and I tried to be anorexic but then I would eat a whole bunch of food and freak out and throw that out. Um, but I got really good at it I could do that a hundred percent just like everything else um, but going forward, then I got into the bodybuilding space, which meant now I'm controlling food and obsessed with it even more. And that just made the eating disorder even worse. Um, along the way, I finally found Eating Disorders Anonymous. Um, and that was very, very helpful. Um, it's kind of like AA. And so um, they teach you how to basically like own up to it. It's kind of like, hi, my name is, and I'm eating disordered. And once you say that a whole bunch, it makes it a lot easier to accept. But it, it took me until probably like a year ago to like actually admit that I was bulimic because that's just not a cool thing. Um, and then I went through warrior, um, with Garrett J white and realized like I needed to completely admit every single thing in my life that I wanted to change because he says the most powerful person in the room is the one that has nothing to hide. Well, so I decided I had something to hide still. And that was the fact that I still struggled with not only the way I looked, but also some of the tendencies. I wasn't really throwing up all the time, but occasionally I would, if I ate a little bit too much. And finally I was like, screw this. I'm done with it. Tattooed my arm and said, I'm done. And I haven't looked back. I love that. You know, like, um, people don't share that kind of deep stuff. You know, like I, I try to have conversations when like I meet a new client and stuff like that. Um, and, and, and that's always like a hidden thing. And the, you know, what Garrett J white says is so true because, um, when, when you're just truthful and upfront and transparent all the time, you have nothing to hide. You have nothing, nobody to hide from. You can always speak life to somebody. You don't always have to worry about like covering something up. Um, and that's very powerful for like when I heard your story on uh, Jason's podcast, got kind of that, that lump in my throat because like I could feel that like your truth, um, like people who probably have something like that going on themselves, they can resonate with that and they can be like, oh, wow, like, you know, a chastity can turn this around when she's in front of all these people. People are expecting so many different things from her. If she can turn that around, then maybe I can. And that's where the real powerful comes from or the real power comes from. Do you agree? Oh, I completely agree. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's why I'm good at what I do. And I was even journaling the other night and realized I used to look at my life and be so confused by all the things that have happened, all the jobs I've had, all of the problems with dealing with food, issues with men, relationships, family issues, you know, and 
I realized it was literally all the whole entire purpose was because I was supposed to be able to help somebody. Yeah. And now that I've been through every single thing I can possibly imagine, there's not one person that I've come in contact with that has told me what they're going through or what they've been through that I haven't already experienced. It's just, it's uncanny to me. And I mean, I'm 38 years old. I'm not 60. So, I mean, in my twenties were littered with a lot of different horrible things, but I mean, I may be a nutrition coach, but when you can pick out somebody's pain and then they tell you things like, oh, I'm dealing with um, eating disordered issues because I was raped and I can say, hey, me too. Like, they're like, what? And a lot of people know all of these things about me now since I open up about them mm -hmm. that people are starting to say it's okay to talk about it because usually inside of food, the reason you're having trouble with it doesn't have to do with food. It has to do with all the other stuff in your life. Mm -hmm. And once I've opened up about it, it's been pretty profound. I mean, they may not be my clients, but people online will just reach out and be like, thank you. You gave me the guts to tell my story, to tell my husband that I was hiding this, to tell mm -hmm. my you know, kids that I'm hiding these things. So it's been pretty powerful to be able to just tell my truth. Yeah. Uh, it, it, completely honesty. Um, at first, when I first started following you, um, you were to me, you're like, Oh, a games athlete slash nutrition coach. Like, I'm sure she'll put out a bunch of great information. But when you start telling your story, I was like, Oh, wow, there's there's so much more to chastity that like, uh, I, I want to follow you even more. Like, I, I wish I could like your stuff like 10 times every time you put up a post, right? Um, I, I love your truth. And I love that you share it. Um, so you we, we talked a little bit before, like going with your story, like, um, how you can identify with people, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you spoke on this thing, authentic coaching, right? Like, um, what would you, like, what, if you were to put a, a definition to authentic coaching, what is that? I would say it is the ability to create an environment where people can tell every single truth that they have. And as soon as they do that, they can reach any goal that they want. I love that. I love that. And, 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 you know, with that people, like it, for instance, you know, this through coaching too, like when people have a specific issue, they have something going on, they're looking for like this, um, this external fix to their internal problems. And um, when you start focusing on the internal stuff first, um, the external stuff either goes away or becomes more simple to achieve whatever outcome they're looking for. Could you agree? That is so true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, so let's back Let's, uh, let's, uh, Let's go back into your story a little bit more. Let's talk about um, crossfitting. Like, how did you end up that? Like, everybody, um, it, we, I mentioned in the beginning, like, I want to talk about the elephant in the room. And um, for years and years, something that I struggled with um, was the, uh, what's the word? An obsessive competitive crossfitter, right? You got, I couldn't do enough competitions. I couldn't train long enough. Um, I, I wanted to undereat, do the paleo thing. The, the, everything that you speak of was like me me i'm just raising my hand to all of it right um but not only that we're probably talking about a high percentage of crossfitters um that think that what we do in crossfit is the crossfit games um but they don't realize the um I, when you and jason came up with the triangle of awareness thing where it's like the aesthetics performance health thing it made complete sense and i started sharing it with all my clients because it's so important to realize that when we are heavily going towards one aspect of something we're taking away from the others, right? So um, let's talk about your journey into CrossFit and, and how you came to that realization. Yeah, well, when I started uh, in 2014, I was about 120 pounds, walked into the gym and just basically wanted to do something other than look at myself in the mirror and do bicep curls. And <laughs> yeah, from going from 103 and competing on stage as a bikini competitor, fully engrossed in my eating disorder to weighing 120 pounds, I thought it was fat. And I wanted to find something where I didn't have to look in the mirror. Um, and also just something that was more fun. And someone told me they thought I looked like a CrossFitter and I thought they were being rude. Because <laughs> My internal process is if you give me a compliment or if you're being rude, you're always rude because I think that there's something wrong with me. Right. Um, so I said, fine, I'll go check that out. I went in and basically started just obsession, literally five days in a row. I went to CrossFit, couldn't walk. And they were like, you kind of need to take breaks <laughs> inside of this. You can't do this like normal. But I got super excited about CrossFit. And um, I... And was like you where I 
went all in, went crazy, did the extreme, but I also started doing the extreme dieting of paleo, which is what was being taught at the time. Um, <clears throat> luckily, I found Kyle Ruth about nine months into it. And honestly, I think if I wouldn't have found him that early, I would have been broken about two years in. He helped me find Jason. And he also realized that like my scores would be really good. And then all of a sudden they would dip and then my scores would be good. And then I couldn't get out of bed even in the first few years. But that's because I was so heavily eating disordered. At one point I, when I met Jason, I was a fruitarian. I only ate fruit all day long. So I was a little crazy. Um, and he'll tell you that he was like, she's a nutbag. But anyway, so I'm literally thinking of two clients that I have right now that one of them just told me that yesterday. And then uh, I was listening to your podcast with Cody and you were talking about being a fruitarian. I just snickered to myself because I was like, I just had that conversation yesterday with somebody. They still give me a hard time because I love fruit. Like I would yeah. rather eat fruit than anything else. Um, but yeah, I just went down the rabbit hole of, you know, I want to, I got obsessed. I mean, I'm an, I've got an addictive personality, obviously. And then it just got in my head one day. I was sitting at the box because I was a box girl and that's all I ever did. <laughs> um, looking at Box Life magazine and I wanted to be on the front of that magazine and go to regionals. I wanted to go to the games, but I didn't say it out loud except to my coach. He laughed inside. Now he'll tell me that because he never thought it would be possible. And I just told everybody, I was like, I want to go to regionals. And they're like, you're like 800. How do you know going to regionals? We're all 25 and you're 32. What, what are you talking about? And I was like, whatever. So I changed gyms like three times and just kept going and ended up making the game. So um, it's possible, but I definitely went a little crazy. Um, and honestly, if I wouldn't have had a coach, if I wouldn't have had Kyle and Jason um, monitoring what I was doing, I never would have made it because the... 2017, we ended up sixth at regionals um, with training think tank team. After that, I tanked completely. I remember going through that open and every single workout, I cried afterwards, not because of just pain, but because of literal, like my entire nervous system felt like it was wrecked and I was begging not to do repeats. And that wasn't like me. I was just hurting. Um, but it got to the point where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do anything. And um, after that, I couldn't get on a bike and do like a 10 minute warm up. I was in so much pain. So we tested my adrenal function and I was a wreck in like stage three or four, I don't know, almost oh, wow. wrecked into um, HPA axis dysfunction is what they call it now. Um, so I slept basically for four months and uh thought they told me i probably wouldn't be able to go back and do crossfit ever again and i said screw you and decided to do it anyway my first workout back was actually the wadapalooza qualifier i pr'd my snatch and pr'd my row and i p or i met my snatch pr'd my row and pr'd my muscle ups and this is without training wow yep it was without training and that's when and that's honestly that experience is when i learned rest actually equals getting better and it clicked yeah. i literally have done nothing but rest and potentially if i felt amazing i rode a bike and did bodybuilding workouts for four months and i came back and was better we went to wadapalooza i tanked again i had to take a, a while off then we did the open and i ended up making the games that's amazing it, you know you talk about the rest thing right like um one that's insane and awesome <laughs> um Awesome that you made it not so awesome to what your body had experienced to get there. Um, but like, how often like do you have talks with clients about like how important it is to take a rest? And they're like, oh, I'm gonna do a rest day, but I'm gonna do like this really intense Metcon, but it doesn't have any barbells or kettlebells in it. I'm just gonna um, get my heart rate up a little bit. And then you look over and they're completely redlining and they're smashing themselves into oblivion, right? And then here yeah. you are taking time off, coming back, still meeting all time best with not doing anything. Yeah, one of the things I teach my clients, and this is how Kyle, he knew he knows me so well. I've been with him for like four and a half years. I'm still with him. He's still training me. And he made me wear a, a heart rate monitor all the time. Like that's literally because like I won't I won't stop. I will be like, oh, this hurts. Let me run my head into the ground more. <laughs> and people that are really into CrossFit, they do that. And then you get addicted to the high of feeling like crap at the end of the workout. And you feel like if you don't work out that hard, then it didn't count. 
And so my clients that are like, hey, by the way, I'm showing all of these signs that nothing's working. I'm not losing weight like I want to. I'm not, you know, even getting better at performance. Like whatever it is that they're trying to do, I make them wear heart rate monitors and I cut back their um, intensity in their workouts, but they still go in and do CrossFit, which is important. Yeah. Um, I'm like, it's like an orange theory CrossFit. So I apologize. <laughs> yeah. um, so like, uh, going to the games, being around these people all the time, um, seeing the, you know, the different who's who's in the, in the space and then, um, watching how a lot of them would explode after a workout and like just the, the, you know, how much crying and struggle there was. Um, you feel, you see a lot more like, uh, games athletes that like, I don't know if you, uh, plan to do it in the future or not. I think you, you mentioned on one podcast, you're like, I don't know, we'll see what happens. Right. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of games athletes that essentially have been like, um, for lack of better terms, they've been chewed up and spit out. And now they're telling the story of like, you know, you've got your Marcus Phillies. Um, uh, I forget the guy's name now, but um, there, there's multiple people out there that are telling this truth of like, like I was pretty busted up and like, yeah, I was fit. I was doing well at the games, but um, it was so like temporary. It wasn't something that was um, going to last forever. Right. Why don't you feel like, do you have a certain, stance on like why you feel a lot of games athletes don't talk about like this dark side of things i think it's the same reason bodybuilders don't talk about how horrible it is and how eating disordered they are and yeah. how it sucks to gain all that weight in the off season it's like nobody talks about their laundry like they talk about the highs like everything online's a highlight reel yeah. it's not sexy to be like hey i feel like shit and i went to the crossfit right. That's uh, not cool. like i was like hey my body hurts. I'm just excited to finish all the workouts and not die. That's not as cool as like, I'm so excited. This is the most exciting thing I've ever done. Like, I feel amazing. I finished that workout. I beat Sam Briggs three times. Yeah, just want to drop. <laughs> Name drop. <laughs> yeah, but like, that's just not, people don't want to hear that as yeah. much. Um, it's not as sexy and it doesn't sell. Right. Um, but yeah, I, um, I actually love telling the story because now I struggle to lose body fat because of all of the stuff I've done to myself inside a CrossFit gym. Not that CrossFit's bad, but mm -hmm. I went way too far toward performance, didn't listen to my body, literally tanked my adrenals multiple times to the point where I couldn't get out of bed. Like, and they're like, I want to go hard. And I'm like, do you want to be fat? And they're like, oh, and I'm like, there you go. I can tell you because inside my body, not that I'm a fat person, I'm not right. saying, but I want, I don't have the ability to get lean like most people do because of all the things I've done to my hormones inside of CrossFit and mm. inside of eating disorders. And I'm like, learn from me and learn that you don't have to go hard all the time because basically that's going to make your body hold on to fat and wreck your thyroid. Right. So if you're listening right now, we're not saying that CrossFit is bad. I feel like maybe we're painting that picture. We're definitely saying no, that it's good. I love it. I yeah. still work out in a CrossFit gym. I love it. Right. We're saying that doing it to an extreme is bad. Doing it to the extreme right. side of the competitive side. Yeah, yeah. Right. And CrossFit has come back out now. That's why they're changing everything. And they're like, hey, by the way, we want you to be healthy. You don't have to lay on the ground every single workout of every day. We want you to be able to move and have functional fitness to make your life better us crazy people that are addicted to, <laughs> we're addicted to everything we go to the extreme but i mean even people like i hung out with noah and travis it's not like they're like walking around in pain and hurting themselves yeah. but you have to remember i'm 38 they're 25 right uh, when you first said your age i had no idea that you were in your we'll say your upper 30s right yeah. um which is insane because i you know uh to the outside world like you're super fit like you, you're still moving uh seem pretty positive and uptick most of the time um and that's amazing um so you, you've mentioned a lot like talked a lot about coaching like you know i've had coaches here i've had coaches there like um it wasn't it, full disclosure it wasn't until this year that i realized the value of, of having a coach like when i got craig to be my business coach for the first time yeah. um and this is just in the past i have had a couple coaches that like just didn't deliver on what they said they would right um when I got Craig, like, man, he really helped me to increase my, my business revenue, like how I viewed myself. Um, like he, the first thing he ever had me do was this 30 day video, video selfie challenge. Cause he's like, uh, I was like, am I going to talk on my phone? That's stupid. Like I'm going to look dumb. Um, but he was like, like, so he asked me the question, like, do you have value that could help somebody? And I was like, 
absolutely. But then I said, but you know, such and such can make fun of me. My friends are going to judge me. And he was like, so let me get this straight. You're going to put your friend's feelings of how they look at you ahead of helping somebody and uh, making more money for your family. And I was like, well, when you put it like that, I feel pretty stupid. Right. Um, so with all that said, um, why do you swing so heavily to having coaches both in your nutrition and your fitness? Why do you feel that to be so important for people? Everybody can look online and know what to do. Nobody will do it. Oh, man. Literally, like even all of the nutrition talks we give, everybody, I mean, like Jason starts his that way. I start mine that way. We're like, everything we're going to say right now, you can find on Google. You have no idea what actually is pertinent for you right now and what action steps you need to take. And even if I did give you those action steps for free, you're not going to follow through. The right, only man. way you actually follow through is if you have coach. Accountability. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, um, so what are some of the ways that you hold your clients accountable? Well, they have to talk to me all the time, number one. Right, uh, right. We talk once a week. Um, and to be honest, if they're in a situation where they're struggling day to day, I'll even go as far as talking to them daily. I have some of my clients, I have um, their name on my calendar time blocked in every single day to text them and make sure that they're okay. Because you have to create a new habit for people. And if they're not able to do that, even talking to you once a week, well, I'm going to make that habit happen because that's the only way they'll be successful. Right. Um, so that's something new that I got into this past year was like, you know, doing nutrition coaching and fitness coaching remotely. Um, uh, to, to be honest, I like it a lot because I find that like to do this stuff on your own, you got to be pretty committed. Like I, I, I'm not holding your hand like I would in, in a gym setting. Um, but I was really blown away by um, you got some that are like super all in and some that come to you that say they're all in. And then they like duck your text messages and your emails. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, um, have you found like a secret way? This is completely selfish for myself. But have you found like a secret way to get those clients that are not utilizing their accountability yet they won't cancel their service with you like what is a way that you've roped them in and then coaxed them back into um the coaching sphere i do a lot of what craig did to you it's like i because a lot of times people won't do for themselves what they'll do for others and i open up their mind to what they're really destroying when they don't meet these goals so they're literally taking life away from their family. They're taking money away from their family because the better they look and the better they feel, the more they produce. I mean, Jason says it all the time, you know, we're helping people get paid and get laid. I mean, that's the crass way to put it. The hard sell. But it's true. I mean, it's like if you show somebody what they're missing out on by not being accountable, not even inside their goal and go into another realm of their children, find out what they, what makes them tick. If it's a single guy, it's like, you're not going to pick up girls. Like I'll tell them, I'll be like, you better send me a video. I got a friend. I got one. Send me a video of finishing your gallon. I don't care if you're sitting in bed because you're not going to get a date unless you look better. Like I'll tell them, I don't care. Um, the other thing I do is videos. I do Marco Polo with most of my clients. And when they see my face and hear the inflection in my voice, it's not just a phone call. It's not an email. I'm literally talking to them like, hello, and I need a video back. Otherwise, I'll send them videos on their phone, text message. So usually they uh, come around. And if they don't, they do eventually. I've had people quit and like duck my stuff. <laughs> and then they'll like months later be like, I'm so sorry. And by the way, I'm a lot worse off. Can I sign back up? Yeah. But it's uh, actually more expensive now. That's awesome. So you know, sometimes when I get a new client and like I give them their, their first habit and they don't do the first thing that I ask them to do. And I'm like, Oh man, we're just getting started and you're not doing what I'm asking to do. I do yep. the, I do the picture thing. I'm totally going to steal the video thing though, but I'll be like, literally, I want you to send me a picture of your breakfast every morning. Prove ah. to me that you're eating. Right. Um, because so many people like, Oh yeah, I am. No, no, no. I need picture proof. Right. Yep. And I've even gone as far as like, I want you to like find a way to get the date in there. I don't know if you do it with the newspaper or like whatever, but I want to prove that it's not something you like pulled off of Google or something like that. With ah, it you really call them out. I you like know, it. You have to though, right? Wow. Because, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's awesome. So nutrition coaching forever um, from the CrossFit space, from bodybuilding. Um, 
the lady with a million jobs is completely accurate, by the way. Um, so through all of that into business coaching, um, tell me a little bit about that. Like, um, you found your way into it just by asking questions and, and, and being super into it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, or what are some things about business coaching that, um, like you have to love it. Like you, you don't just do it just to do it. Right. What are some things about it that really drew you into like, I want to help people now build their business. I honestly, I didn't realize this. I actually have always loved business. Um, maybe it's cause I was raised by a car dealer that owned <laughs> and then a pink Cadillac driving Mary Kay consultant. So my parents were like entrepreneur minded out there building stuff and they still are. Um, so business has always kind of been in my family. Um, but what I realized is that I can only affect so many people. And when I change someone's finances inside of nutrition coaching, that means as their income goes up, the amount of lives they're changing goes up. So I literally get to have like my ripple effect go throughout the world much better than if I just am a nutrition coach in my own space, keeping my own clients. Even if I don't nutrition coach anymore, and I mean, we have like, I think 40 or 50 people in the mastermind, each one of them has 50 people or more. And then they all have coaches. That's hundreds and hundreds of people that I can affect because I'm helping them reach more people. So I, honestly, like I've been in business coaching for a long time because I've been with a Juice Plus company since 2006. Oh, okay. I just realized that's what I was doing. I just was doing what my mom taught me because she was in an MLM and we, you know, drove a pink Cadillac, which was kind of crazy. Um, but I also ran a gym. I've been a personal training sales director. I ran a dental office. I ran an um, orthodontic office. I ran a corporate flight attending school and did sales for them and then taught the school. Like I've ran a lot of businesses and I didn't realize that I've already been doing that just in all kinds of different areas. And then now I'm applying it to nutrition coaching and then Obviously, inside a business, the only way to make a business grow is connection. And when you can connect to people on any level and any kind of realm, because you've been in that many jobs, yeah. it's helpful on social media, which is basically the way we connect these days. Right, right. Um, I literally just learned a thousand things more about <laughs> things that you've run. That's insane. Um, like, it, it's, all, it's always crazy. Like, you know, for instance, a very similar story, like, there was a period of time when I was in, like, I worked in a moving company and I was, uh, like leading that team. And then, uh, back in the day, like I worked at Sonic drive-in, I started as like a, a car hop, bringing your, your Coney dog to you and then working <laughs> in the kitchen. But that eventually led, led to managerial duties too. Right. Um, which is, you know, I'm just coming to this realization now to where like, and now I lead a team, I lead, uh, people in their fitness and nutrition, et cetera, et cetera. It's so cool how your history, um, doing all the, the things that you don't think much about, they always come back and, and help you further down the road that you don't even think of, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. I tell people that all the time. I'm like, just take a step. And they're like, well, I don't know which one to take. And I'm like, it could be wrong. Do you think I really wanted to shrink fat cells for a living? No, but I got offered a job at a chiropractic office and they let me shrink fat cells. That's how I got into corporate flight attending. Cause I was shrinking a lady's fat cells that wanted me to work for her. Like, no, I didn't think meet a guy on plenty of fish, take a chiropractic job would lead me to where I was running a corporate flight attending school. No, but I took a step and said, yes. <laughs> so yeah. even dating can get you a job. <laughs> so transparent. So transparent. <laughs> um, so it, this recently, uh, I went to Cody's mastermind, um, which is what a great experience. I, I've never, you always hear this dirty word mastermind and like, yeah. You're like, oh, you just want me to give you money so I can go listen to you pitch to me over and over and over again, right? <laughs> um, none of that. And we were actually supposed to meet Jason, and um, his daughter was ill, so he ended up having to run home during right. that time. Um, so that was unfortunate. Hopefully, I'll, I'll meet Jason in the future. Okay. Um, but it, it uh, so many great takeaways, and something that like really hit me like a ton of bricks that weekend um, were similar were parallels that I see in my own coaching with all of these other coaches who touch clients and stuff like that. But that parallel was um, how we all have these mental blocks, 
right? Like we talk, we're, you know, we're talking a lot about clients and about how clients, um, you know, fear and, and ducking the accountability and stuff like that. But um, what was really profound to me was how, how many, so uh, how, how many other coaches had these same views on themselves that like our clients do. Um, so all of us sitting in the room, successful guys and girls, tons of clients um, doing well, mental issues on how we feel about ourselves and how we can help people. Do you find that the same in your practice when you work with coaches also? Yes. Yeah. The biggest problem people have is themselves. Right. And that's why honestly coaching is so important because even if you have the skill set, if you're scared or if you're worried about what people think about you or even your views of yourself are so low, you're never going to be able to take that step forward and help other people. So you almost need a coach, not only for the accountability, but to tell you how amazing you are because you can't see it. Which is so true. Um, it was crazy. Like, you know, he asked the, the question we had to answer was um, what lie are we telling ourselves and why is that not true? And all of us had the same, the same lie, this value, this, this, like, I can't bring value to people. I don't believe that I can help people. Um, what are some, like, I'm sure within your coaching clients and stuff like that, you have people that feel the same way. Like, you know, I don't feel like I really help people like, you know, the whole imposter syndrome thing. Um, are there some things that you do or say to them to help them get out of that mindset of like, um, I can't bring value. I can't help people. What are some practices that you give them? Yeah, we do a few different things. Jason's really big on, um, having them go live and telling them, telling us why they're a badass or why they're good at what they do for like 30 days at a time. Like every single day, they have to say why they're good at what they do. It's just programming their brain for like the neural pathways to go in the right direction instead of the wrong direction. Um, but we do all kinds of things from that to even sending us videos via text message of telling us what went well today. And then sometimes we don't even, we don't even address it. It's almost like we ignore it depending on the person because everybody reacts a little differently. So we read the person and sometimes we completely ignore it and we say, okay, cool. Um, what are your action steps? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. cause who cares? I don't really care how you feel about yourself after you stay in the action without like this, like, what does this mean? And all these emotions, Yeah. all of a sudden, five months down the road, you look up and you're like, crap, I'm really good at this, but you weren't really good at it. You just took one step at a time. So that's one really good benefit of us. We talk every week. And so we just give like, here's your action steps. Go do them. If you show up without doing them, we kick your tail. That's awesome. Um, and that's something I practice with like my clients too, is like, um, people get crippled by like all the stuff that they need to complete, whether, you know, a, a nutrition client, a fitness client, uh, and eventually I'm going to get into mentoring too, just because I love the, the, how that, the, the gears and the bolts all go together with that side of it too. Um, but how important it is to just take one step at a time and this compounding effect of like, Oh wow. It, a year later, um, I'm sitting on a, a podcast talking to Chastity Snowden where a year ago I was watching all these people that I'm now talking with on social media, but that just came from one step. It didn't, it's not going to happen tomorrow. Um, getting that message to people is so important. Um, I actually haven't figured it out all the way, how to get people to totally buy in on that. Um, and I like that go live thing and getting people to talk about it. Uh, have you tried anything like that with like your nutrition clients of like having them send videos to you about like how they feel about themselves or something like that? I've had them yeah. do text messages. So they have to say like some positive affirmation type stuff to themselves. They have to say good things to themselves every single day or send me a text message of something positive, like things like, okay, I'm going to wake up in the morning and look in the mirror. I need you to tell me one positive thing you saw. And I mean, look in the mirror naked, like stand there, all your glory, all your love and tell me something beautiful about yourself or sexy, depending on who <laughs> Awesome. Cody had me do something that at first I thought was completely foo-foo. He was like, literally every day, I want you to go to the mirror and I want you to say a bunch of affirmations about yourself. Like, get yourself pumped up. Like, what would you tell a client and do that to yourself? And uh, full disclosure, felt so stupid doing it the first <laughs> couple of times. Um, but, uh, and then I started, but then I found that like, I wanted to write it in my journal in the morning. And then I found that like, I actually look forward to it every day. And then uh, recently I do it before podcasts, so like get myself hopped up, like hyped up so that when I sit down, I feel confident. I feel that I can uh, have a conversation with all these different people. Um, but yeah. how powerful is that? I actually Maybe. have a brain coach that um, 
his name is Bob Samara. He uh-huh. is a Vietnam vet and uh, life-changing. His uh, practice, I don't know, and it's hard to explain and I'm not going to do him a disservice by trying to explain it. Just go to <sighs> Right. Um, but he's an amazing human and he has us do affirmations every day, but it's only his affirmations. And it's so funny. I read them and then I read them every day. They're on like a spiral brown little thing. I keep with me at all times. Um, and they are different than the ones like when people are like, I say my affirmations and the ones that people say are so different than the ones he gave us. It's, and it's just tiny little tweaks in the wording to put it in the present or put it to where it's a positive, like where you're running towards something instead of, I don't want to be in running away from something. Like just the way he tweaks it, where you don't even think about it. You're like, I'm saying something positive, but you really aren't. Um, it's really cool. Yeah, coaching again. I yeah, love coaching, coaching. Yeah. And, and uh, it's been somewhat weird um, as I start paying and in, investing myself, getting into coaches and stuff like that. It becomes so much easier to talk about coaching to mm-hmm. clients or like, they're like, hey, I want this thing. I'm like, you ever thought about getting a coach for that? You thought about getting a coach? I just it, I find yeah. it to be so much easier now with all of the um, investing in myself, which makes it probably easy for you to talk to your clients. I'm sure also. Oh yeah, yeah. people always ask me how I sell things because I sell everything, and yeah. I would like because I don't sell things. It's just what I do. Like right. if I use it, I'm going to tell people about it. No, I don't make money on that. You know whatever the soap I use that is clean that I've put in my shower, but I'm going to tell people about it and they probably will go buy it. But it's just being authentically me and being like, this is what I use. You probably should use it. This is how it's helped me. So it's not selling to me. It's just like, I'm sharing what works and what helps people. And coaching has changed my life from a tiny age. Like if I didn't have coaches when I was a young kid and then I had my wonderful parents that were super driven and that's all I would hear instead of someone like encouraging me and changing my mindset I probably wouldn't have been where I am today coaches have changed my life all throughout my life now I just pay for them (laughs) right uh so I you know for years I try to do this thing on my own I'm actually I find myself like equally pumped equally frustrated about you know been coaching for or been doing the business thing for like almost 10 years now and the past two years the amount of growth both mentally financially, everything within my business when I got coaches has been so much significantly bigger. I mean, almost 10x, like what I was years ago through coaching. Um, it makes me so frustrated that I spend my tires um, all this time before. And now when I when I speak to people or I try to get them into my coaching or to join my gym, et cetera, um, the whole like, I know that I have a value to somebody. I know that I'm not selling you something. I'm I'm help, I'm assisting you in a purchase because I'm your advocate. I'm not your salesman. Like sales are so yeah. dirty, but really like the same way you have something that can help somebody, I do too. Um, I just need to get them to invest in themselves essentially. Absolutely. Yeah. And people always are like, well, I don't want to make a lot of money. And I'm not scared to talk about money because my paycheck is a reflection of how many lives I've changed. If I don't make any money, Nobody's lives are being changed. So I better be rich one day. Right. Right. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Bedro Schoolian? Yeah. Of wasn't he, wasn't he Jason's uh, business coach for a little yeah, bit? Yeah. 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 So Bedro said something that's really resonated to me. Um, I, I saw him at Craig's event last year and he says, um, without income, you can't make impact. And to me, it's like, Oh, that's so true. And as like my income has increased, my gym financially has gotten better. I've hired more team members. I'm touching more people. Now I'm hitting people remotely. Um, and, and, and it's so true. And it's something that I completely ignored for a long time. Um, so let's change gears a little bit here. Okay. okay. Um, I was really intrigued when you talked on Cody's podcast about the wake up warrior um, experience, that whole thing. Um, uh, Garrett J. White from, I've been following him for about a year now, um, can be a little extreme on some things and uh, how, how that whole process is. Tell me a little bit about that. Like, why were you interested in it? What was it like going through it? And if I understand correctly, it was a select amount of women. Um, For the people listening, like, what is it? How did you decide you want to do it? What was it like? Well, to be quite honest, Jason said, hey, by the way, here's a video. Watch it. You're doing this. And I was like, what? (laughs) I watched the video and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so in. And he was like, right? It's so cool. So there was only 300 women, I think, that got to do the warrior women. Um, And there was only... I believe 50 of us, 45 of us that did the acceleration. So the accelerated program was like warrior on steroids. So we got to do the, um, the thing that they do with the guys where they basically have a, 
I, theirs is a lot longer and a lot more intense because some of us women, we can't do the things that the men can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't take as long to break us down. Like we're like, ah, here's my story. <laughs> Guys are like, what? I'm fine. And you have to basically beat the crap out of them in order for them to be like, okay, yeah, I got issues. Um, but it was amazing. Honestly, like Garrett J. White is one of the most profound and powerful individuals I've ever seen in my life. Not only for like the knowledge, but honestly, he inspired me so much inside. And that's how I basically got the name authentic. Um, It was after warrior because I realized like, that's who I am. That's what I want to be. And the funny thing is, is I just read uh, be the man book, which is an amazing book for men or women. And uh, Sam, um, Al Safi, I think is the way his name is. He did the same thing after Warrior. He went and got, I think it's Honesty tattooed on him. Um, so I followed obviously in the footsteps and jumped on in. But um, the coolest thing about it too, it's not just about being like your best self and emotionally, you know, it's not like rah-rah where a lot of a lot of um, mindset things you go to are raw, raw. They're like, they yeah. build you up and you go away and you're like, oh, I kind of feel like crap again. Well, now what? <laughs> this was like not only educational inside of like the psyche of the way we work, but educational inside of like how you can harness what's going on in your head to use inside of business and how you can use the shit that's going on in your life and all the horrible things that have happened to you to then build upon because you get super honest with them. So literally the platform of honesty is where it all starts. And like he said, that's the, you know, the most powerful person in the room is the one that literally has nothing to hide. And I kind of grabbed a hold of that and ran with it. Um, and then one of the coaches inside of Warrior, one of the women, she was my accelerated coach. And I now, she is now my business coach still because Wake Up Warrior um, is only for men. And we were the only 300 women that they allowed to go through it. That's amazing. You know, you watch these videos of like what these guys are doing. And uh, I, literally on Monday, I was listening to, uh, he has that Date Your Wife podcast with his wife. Uh-huh. And I was listening to it. And, uh, uh, you know, he's talking about some different events and stuff. And I was like, man, like, uh, I've read that Be The Man book too. And I, I was really intrigued by it. And I think he has a new, the new warrior book that yeah. um, he's selling too. Um, but I was like, man, I wonder what that's like to go through that experience. Like, what does it look, cause you see videos of them like running and they're like, you know, I think laying in water and, and just all this kind of crazy stuff. Um, so does the weekend start off with like, you're at a seminar, you know, they're, they're talking, they're speakers and then they're, you know, they take you out and they beat the snot out of you in various events. And then there's two, um, there's two weeks. So like we go to one weekend where we learn a bunch of stuff and we have, um, another weekend where we do like the actual warrior week Mm -hmm. um and that's where you do the physical things and you do um a lot of mental work but the coolest thing is the best way to make somebody feel something and get to the root of what's going on is to get them in a physical sense like you can sit and do counseling all day long but if you get that person to get up and do burpees and start breathing hard Tears are going to come a lot easier because of the mechanism of just how our body works. So when you're like running upstairs and getting screamed at, and then, you know, then they're like talking about emotional crap that they already know about you because they're coaches. And they're like talking about like, Oh, you think you're strong because you went to the CrossFit games. Let's put another thing on your head. Like, and I'm like, (laughs) and they're like, Oh, so you think like you're fine by yourself. Like you're going to be alone forever. Like they'll just like pick out everything and they know you so well that they like break you down and then they build you back up to like Mm -hmm. the new person. That's why people are like, ah, this is kind of a cult, but really it's like the best counseling and program I've ever been through. It was, I mean, it was impeccable. I actually would pay Garrett again to go if he had it for us. Is he not doing women anymore? Nope, no more women. He is devoted to changing men's lives. I think he's completely switched to like the male entrepreneur thing is what he's going after now, right? Yeah. I'm really intrigued by the the wake up word thing. And um, it was cool to get a glimpse in it and inside of it from you. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Um, So with with all that being said, um, 
why do you feel so many people like hide? They, they, we, we try to hide behind like our lies and stuff like that before we can, um, like, I just feel like our lies get in the way of like what we can do and what we can achieve both for like nutrition clients and business clients. Do you have a certain stance on like, why do you think people hide behind like sharing their emotion with people? Um, because I feel like it gets completely in the way with what they're trying to do. I think it's just judgment. Yeah. I think they're afraid that that's what it was for me. I was afraid of what people thought. I mean, growing up, I was supposed to be perfect and I was supposed to be perfect. Not only because my parents were perfect, they were both super fit, but also because behind closed doors, my dad was an alcoholic and quite aggressive. And my mom was bipolar and suicidal, but we hid that. Like we went to church and we're super happy. And so like growing up, I thought that was what we were supposed to look like. So for me to show any signs of not being perfect in my physical body or even in my brain or business or anything was not, that, that was not even allowed. And that was, I knew that from like age five, don't cry, don't go out there and show your emotion. So I've obviously flipped that around yeah. um, and I'm gone in a completely different way. But what I realized is like, nobody's really judging me. Cause I mean, just like that saying, like they're, they're not thinking about me. They're thinking about what are other people thinking about them. Yeah. And if they are judging me, I also learned that bad press, kind of good press and I can make more money off that (laughs) so just means somebody knows you and they're talking about you so I mean and I think the biggest thing too is most people don't want to quit whatever it is they're hiding that was my biggest thing it was my crutch it was my means of sabotaging myself and feeling numb Mm -hmm. so I never wanted to quit my eating disorder just like people don't want to quit addictions or overspending or having sex with random people that's not something that you want to talk about, but that's their sedation mechanism and the way that they, you know, feel normal. They don't want to ever, they don't want to give it up. So they can't talk about it. Cause as soon as you talk about it, people are going to know. And it's just not cool to like do cocaine in the middle of the road. Like you can't do that. Yeah. So people yeah. can't give up their things. So they can't talk about it. I love your story. I love man. <laughs> uh, people don't share enough. I, I can't say I, probably every podcast that I've been on with somebody lately. Um, who, people who are like really helping people make change, both make what get paid and get laid, uh, the whole thing. Like the people that are doing that now um, are the most transparent. I think we're seeing a shift behind like the hide your emotions, dull everything to being forthcoming with people. I try to be the same way too. Like um, and I've got some some screwed up stuff in my past, but I share with my clients because I find it's it, it can be very helpful with getting them to um, to buy in with everything, right? Um, so eating disorders, um, being transparent or being transparent, using that to empower other people. Um, we talked a lot about also that you're working on like, we're coming out of, out of some of that stuff, like the eating disorder behaviors and stuff like that. What are some things that you're doing right now to, um, to heal your body and to get past all that and get back to, we'll say a neutral base? Um, I still have coaches. So I have a business coach, Amanda Melendez, and then I have Kyle as my, he's actually my nutrition. Kyle Ruth is my nutrition and my, um, CrossFit coach now. Um, and then I have Bob Samara. That's my brain coach. Um, but what I'm doing basically is to be honest, my biggest thing is social media. Social media is my journal. It is literally my way to be completely fearlessly authentic every single day of what's going on in my life. If my dad, you know, just found out he has cancer again, it's incurable. You know, my friend Becky Konzelman, she just had an aneurysm and I'm like on my story crying. Like it is my mechanism to journal and to not hide because I have a tendency and anybody that sedates in any form, whether it's alcoholism or sex or drugs or overspending or eating disorder, whatever it is that you're using to sedate, it's hidden. I can't hide when every single day, all day long, I'm on social media telling you what I'm doing. So that, and it also really helps to build my brand. (laughs) Because being fearlessly authentic is basically my brand these days. I have a tattoo on my arm and it, um, it is the way that I've come out of, um, the pit of the quicksand, I would say of eating disorders. When, when people come to you though, they know what to expect. You know, they also know that if you were to get on a sales call with them, it's not like, 
what's her what's her um what what is she going after because it's you're you're clearly um just wanting to help people and using your story to help people with that too um yeah. all right so i'm going to respect your time i feel like i could talk to you for another hour but i'm sure you I got know, <laughs> people to attend to um so with that being said what's next for you what are you going for in the future what's the the uh, i'm not going to ask you your five year plan but what what are you what are you going after what are you trying to do with your career Honestly, I'm trying to build a movement, um, the fearlessly authentic movement, and it's based behind basically what Garrett says, you know, the most powerful person in the room is the one that just owns their story and tells their truth. Mm -hmm. And I want to empower people to tell their truth, because as soon as they do that, anything's possible for them and they can design the life that they want. Um, so my goal is to build my personal brand and to have people's lives changed. Awesome. Uh, well, I'll be watching from afar and, and, and watching you do, do that, which is pretty cool. Um, so when every guest is on here, I don't have any like cool, like, you know, your, he's got his, you're sitting at a table with this person and this person, who would you have to dinner? He's got that whole thing. Um, mine is a little more simplistic just because it's, again, it's my podcast. I want to be a little selfish. Um, what are three books, like your top three, if, if I held a gun in your head, I'm like, Chastity, what's your favorite three books? What are those? Um, that you would recommend to my, to me or to anybody else? To be honest, it's the last three that I read. And maybe that's just because they're in the front of my mind, but right. Relentless by Tim Grover. So good. Literally, if you haven't listened to that, put ear, uh, ear pods in and just go, like go lift weights, go do something like it makes you want to just go, but be careful on the adrenals. Like I was like listening to it and I was like, whoa, yeah. oh my gosh, your body. Yeah. Um, and Loving What Is by Byron Katie is what I'm listening to right now, which is very close to um, the stack inside of Garrett J. White's um, Wake Up Warrior movement. I think he was trained by Byron Katie. Or, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then um, actually Garrett's book really was profound to me, um, Be the Man. It was something that I think every woman should read. And every man as well, obviously, but I, I just think it, it kind of opened up and especially if you've listened to it, it opened up my brain to like the way men think and the way men are, even though I thought I knew, but it was, it was impressive. And it's the way men are because of our past. So that was really cool for me. It's kind of scary. So now you have us figured out. That's going to be, that can be troublesome. Uh, feel yeah. sorry for it. Yeah. You're just going to, you're just going to um, look right through the, the the next man or man that you currently date. Right. Um, that's awesome. The, all three of those books are amazing. Um, all right. Last question uh, before we part here. Um, I'm always interested in how people learn, right? Like I'm a very hands-on learner when I learn stuff for people. Um, and, and, I, and I always like to see like the differences, like looking at who you are as a person versus how you consume um, information or learning? Uh, do you learn more um, through like visual audio? Do you like to be more hands-on? Like what's your, your number one way that you like to learn things? I like to listen and write as mm -hmm. I listen. So my reading comprehension is actually pretty crappy. Like I was super smart in school, but I had to go to like tutoring, <laughs> yeah. for like slow kids that couldn't read fast. And I, yeah, it was way, so I read all the time, but it just takes a long time for me to process and consume it. So if I can listen to something and listen to them, either teach me. And then I literally have, and that's where a lot of my content comes from is what I'm consuming. Cause I'm always feeding my mind mm -hmm. with, ear pods in all the time like my car is my school I'm always learning um but it's podcasts and books and then as I'm doing that I'm writing all the time because I feel like if I don't write it down I can't pull the nuggets out and it gets all jumbled in my head yeah I find myself doing the same thing um my kid gets super annoyed that I just have uh podcasts and books on all the time and he's like dad why are you always listening to podcasts and books and I was like because your car is your university on wheels this is where oh, I get yeah. smarter than everybody else who's listening to Florida Georgia line or something like that, you know? And um, luckily social media lets me teach it. So yeah. pretty much it's my mechanism is like consume it through listening, write it down and then teach it to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I started following Jim quick and he talks about that a lot is like, that's ways to comprehend is to, uh, to, uh, teach and write it down also. Um, Tessie, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, I hope that everybody listening to this is going to get so much out of it. Um, I learned a ton. Um, and I don't even know that I stayed on script very much and I apologize for that. It is what it is. Um, but where can people follow you? Where can they, um, learn more about you? Go ahead and do your plugs here. 
Um, okay, so Instagram is Chastity, C-H-A-S-I-T-Y, Snowden, underscore, I-N-3. Just in case you forget, I was in grammar school and told a, told a teacher that I don't have titty in my name. <laughs> grammar school, because they thought it was Chastity, but it's Chastity. Oh, Okay. On Facebook, I have um, a nutrition coaching page, and it's Chas Snowden, nutrition coach. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, I'm on Twitter and I'm on Snapchat, and I'm about to be on YouTube doing some interviews. So look nice. out for fearlessly authentic movement YouTube page. Nice. I'm gonna start following all that stuff too. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna link all that in the show notes so that anybody listening can find you and get some information from you. Um, people listening to this right now, you'll be uh, doing an extreme disservice to yourself if you don't go follow this lady. Um, so Chastity, thank you so much for coming on. I really enjoyed it. Um, I would love in the future to have you back on maybe, you know, a year down the road when you're like running an empire and you have tons of people working for you. So uh, thanks so much for coming on today. Thank you so much. Awesome. Hey, thanks so much for listening to our show today. Before you go, do me a favor. Head on over to iTunes. Go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Tell us what you like and love about the podcast. Tell us about guests that you want us to have on or uh, really any feedback that you have for us. We're completely open to it. Um, And then do me another favor. Go ahead and take a screenshot. Go ahead and post it on your Instagram story or your feed and tag it. I love to know who's listening to this and then um, see who's getting value from it. And then one last thing before you go. If you happen to be looking for remote workout programming or nutrition counseling, um, myself and my team are doing doing some great work with people both remotely and in our uh, gym location here in Silverdale, Washington. So um, if you're interested in that, go ahead and send me an email at Cody at CrossFit7Cities.com and we'll go ahead and get you started. Um, and again, thanks for listening today. This is the Create Yourself Podcast.